The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So we settle in. Taking the time to sense directly in your experience the wholesomeness of non-distraction, present moment awareness. We remember that we're going to be taking up the exclusive attention to the breathing process as a support. Right? We want to follow the thread of this pleasure of non-distraction. feels good to be present. So let's use the ordinary rhythm physicality of breathing in and breathing out as a way to keep the present moment in mind. So it's that recognition that breathing in is being felt here and now in the present moment. And breathing out is being experienced, being felt here and now in the present moment. And appreciating, it's subtle, but we're learning to appreciate the subtle pleasure of non-distraction, of being present. And having an object like the ordinary process of breathing in and out is just a skillful means that supports the continuity of present moment awareness or non-distraction. So in that way, we understand it really doesn't have anything to do with the particular breath. So we can abandon the habit of wanting to control or fix the breath.
and each of us in our own way. We'll have to figure out if we could use uh, additional support like using a meditation phrase. It could be as simple as breathing in and then breathing out or even simply the word in, out, knowing the breath, letting the breath be. But these are supports when they're needed, when they're useful. If you don't need it, then don't use it. And we're learning to sense this, what's called in Buddhism, this unworldly pleasure of seclusion. It's a particular kind of pleasure that's more about what's not here in the mind. So distractedness isn't here. And that experience of non-distraction has a particular flavor that we want to get to know. to relax and just even more generally to appreciate the wholesomeness of studying the mind learning how to put everything else down and simply be aware of breathing in, breathing out, with everything else just falling into the background.
And when there is a clearer sense of this wholesome pleasure of seclusion, it's really the flavor or pleasure of simplicity, then you can shift to the next instruction from the Buddha. One trains oneself while breathing in, experiencing the whole body. One trains oneself while breathing out, experiencing the whole body. And you can, at least from time to time, you can repeat that instruction as you're breathing in, breathing out, if it's helpful, or just remind yourself when needed. And we're not relating to the body in the way we might normally relate to the body, where we pay attention to places that hurt, places we want to fix. But we're relying on that pleasure of seclusion so we can open to the totality of the body without playing favorites, just feeling the whole body together as you breathe in and feeling then the whole body together as you breathe out. So the neutral sensations, the pleasant sensations, the unpleasant sensations, everything belongs. It's not about using the awareness to fix the body, to work through the physical knots that we might feel. It's really more about this unconditional acceptance. Yeah, the body's like this as we breathe in. Yeah, the body's like this as we breathe out. We're still following that thread, that pleasure of seclusion. But now we're doing, doing it with a more inclusive awareness of the body. Keeping the body in mind.
staying close to the body, this inclusive, generous presence with the whole body as you breathe in, as you breathe out. And it will be felt as a kind of gift to the body, this unconditional, open, sensitive presence. And eventually the body will respond with a kind of healing. It's really a healing of the mind-body relationship. So it doesn't mean that the body physically heals, but the mind that's knowing the body, that relationship becomes really beautiful and it's felt as a kind of well-being in the body, a calmness in the body. And we learn to keep it in mind. This is the fourth instruction from the Buddha. One trains oneself while breathing in, experiencing calm in the body, experiencing that embodied well-being. And one trains oneself while breathing out, experiencing that calm in the body. And we're learning to sense it wherever we sense it, but also sense how, how it begins to spread, how it begins to be felt more and more throughout the body. But you're not trying to make something happen. We're just interested in that sense of calm and well-being in a bodily sense. Just do the best you can. So the real learning in step number four is how to be interested in that sense of well-being, bodily well-being, as opposed to the more common thing the mind would be interested in is where there's pain or where there's a problem. So we have to train the mind to be interested in that sense of bodily calm wherever, however it's being felt now.
being interested in that embodied calm, embodied well-being, giving it permission to spread, widen, and deepen. Really, this experience of the mind not being in conflict with the body, bodily experience. And you might even sense it as a kind of standing back. So instead of being immersed in the body, there's this wise and loving awareness of the body that in a sense stands back. Bodies like this, this loving, patient, sensitive, understanding that the body's like this and it's okay that it's like this. Body as nature happening on its own. And there can arise and we can learn to notice a kind of joy a buoyant sense that everything is happening, moving, happening on its own. And even older or less than wholesome patterns of reactivity or whatever It's also happening on its own. Begin to notice that inner smile of joy, rapture, just the sense of the body, the heart, the mind, as this activity, this movement, Sensing the frictionlessness of the present moment. So the fifth instruction, you might remember, one trains oneself while breathing in, experiencing joy. And one trains oneself while breathing out, experiencing joy that lightness or buoyancy, that bright, joyful interest. It's really the opposite of boredom. this natural desire to be close, to be intimate, 
to feel and sense how everything is moving, unfolding, dancing, coming and going. And this subtle sense of I don't have to manage it, I don't have to own it. have to contain it, hold it in any way. Some people might experience it as a great vibratory ocean So the sense of the body and the mind has more this vibratory quality, just alive. And again, it can be helpful for some of you at some times to use the word joy. Even the phrase experiencing joy as you breathe in experiencing joy as you breathe out, just as a prompt or a little support for keeping joy in mind as best you can. Instead of being immersed in the joy, it can be a a stepping back, so knowing that there is joy as you breathe in and knowing that there is joy as you breathe out. And you might begin to detect a more resonant happiness, sukha, this deep, easeful pleasure of the heart, contentedness, and even a sense of relaxation of the heart. Sometimes I use the phrase ease of heart as I'm breathing in, as I'm breathing out, and just trusting there is this 
capacity, this ease of heart, this contentedness. The heart more deeply trusting everything as it is. And the pleasure of that, of not having to be a doer, doing something, fixing something, getting somewhere. But instead, just tuning in to the ease of the heart as you breathe in. And tuning in to the ease of the heart as you breathe out. Really valuing this ease, this inner happiness. And that quality of sukha, ease of the heart, when it's really strong, you might notice this deep sense of not needing to move, not wanting to go anywhere, not needing to become anybody. So a deeper sense of contentment, contentment with the conditions as they are. And as we've been doing to transition to the next step, instead of being immersed in that sense of ease, there's a sense of standing back and knowing that ease is being known, being felt as you breathe in and out. And that ease, that pleasant quality is still there. Because of the strength of that pleasure, that contentedness. And it's easier to observe the normal, ordinary activity of the mind. Thoughts, perceptions, feelings. But in this context of dispassion, not being dependent on our thoughts, not really being in need of thought. 
Yet thoughts may come and go because of the force of habit. But we can just observe, we don't have to have a problem with whatever thoughts, perceptions, or whatever mental activity comes and goes. So there's this spacious or dispassionate sensitivity to thoughts, but not feeling pushed around or not feeling bound by any of the mental activity. It's just that, it's just that activity of the mind doing what it does. And when mental activity is observed in this way, mental activity tends to become more and more quiet. So you might notice the quieting of the mind naturally. You're not trying to quiet it. You just have a dispassionate or spacious attitude about the activity of the mind. And just appreciating the relative quiet of the mind. even sensing the space between thoughts, between any mental activities. And just appreciating that spacious quality 